Hey, hey, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester again with the Todd Sylvester's Inspires Belief Cast. And once again, I'm so excited to be here. I have an amazing guest today. Her name's Tiffany Peterson. Thanks for joining. Oh, my goodness. Thanks for having me, friend. Oh, you bet, man. I'm so excited. And I'm excited not just to sit here with you and hear your amazing story and how you live your life, but I'm excited for the listeners. You guys are, are in for a treat today. Um, this woman is a powerhouse. I do need to give a shout out to our um, sponsor again, Veracity Networks. Thank you for believing in me and allowing me to kind of get the message out to more and more people because the more stories that can be shared, it just helps other people and it helps the world. And Tiffany's story is going to be no different. Mm. And uh, so I want to just thank uh, everybody and then the listeners. Thank you for always chiming in and for believing me as well. So um, a little background on Tiffany. She's a speaker and a coach. Uh, she has a very, very powerful mindset. And I, I, I want to say this up front. It's one of the reasons what attracted me to you to have you on this, because I love the way you live your life and your philosophy and that you're all about believing in who you truly, really are. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken and that kind of thing. And it, that's what really stood mm -hmm. out to me when I was, you know, going through your website, listening to some of your talks and podcasts and uh, I just want to point that oh, out. Thank you, friend. I, absolutely. She she does a podcast. Um, her her website is tiffanyspeaks.com. Um, she speaks to large corporations and even smaller groups and retreats, uh, personal coach and also coaching uh, businesses as well. And I'm just going to read a little bit here from her bio. She's very passionate about helping other people overcome challenges, keeping them stuck. Uh, perhaps playing small, struggling with self-doubt, or hiding in, in perfectionism. And that's a big one. Mm -hmm. A lot of my clients are kind of in that same yeah. realm. Got to be perfect, and they never quite get there. Um, you have a beautiful quote I want to share that's on your website. It says, what is your plan to do with your one wild and precious life by Mary Oliver? Yes, you know the great I, Mary Oliver. And I think that's what you do. I think you go around, based on what I'm seeing, is you're, you're helping people figure this out. You know, like, what's your why? Why, yeah. what are you, why are you here kind of mm -hmm. thing? And, and I mean, there's so much more I can say here. You know, you love the outdoors. Uh, you, again, you love to help other people. I saw that one of your heroes uh, is Viktor Frankl. Yes. Can, can you tell us why real quick? Why, why is he one of your uh, heroes? Well, I think, again, one of the ways that you and I connect is we're both big believers of mindset. Yeah. And your belief becomes your reality. Right. And so Absolutely. Victor Frankl, I was introduced to his work. He has an incredible book, if you've never read it, called Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah. And in it, he's sharing his experience of being a Holocaust survivor. And he and his family were in one of many of the camps. And most of his family was killed off pretty early. Yeah. And he lived several years through that experience. And when he got out of that experience, Todd, he wrote that book in 11 days. And I did not know that. I, actually. Yes, I learned that years ago. Wow. That and anyone that's tried to produce or write or <laughs> right. create anything understands that. But he came out of that, Man. and he's the father of what's called logotherapy. Yeah. And logotherapy is how we make what meaning we attribute to things. And I think that's core to mindset: is what are you making things mean about mm -hmm. you or about yeah. your life? And all of us can relate to the work of you know, the thoughts we think, the beliefs we hold and the mindset that we have, it is directly shaping 
who you're becoming, what you're creating, what you're experiencing. So here's this gentleman who, I mean, we've all been through tough stuff, right? Every human you know, without needing to know all of my story, you already can hold empathy for me to know that I've had things that have kicked my butt. Right. I know without knowing your story, those are similar about you. And every human's the same. He lived in some of the most atrocious life circumstances, complete dignity taken from them. But what he talked about is his ability in those camps to see the beauty in a sunset, to see kindness amongst prisoners of people taking their very meager meals and sharing them once one another. Yeah, that blew my mind when I read that. Yeah, so when you mention him, he is one of my heroes because, you know, you look at that kind of level of living and to still be able to find the good in a situation and to be truth telling, I'm not always the most positive person. Mm-hmm. I'm in the positive work and I work right. on it. But Todd, I have to work at it. Yeah, It's not something in some ways, yes, you build muscle memory where some of my habits are in place, like my morning ritual and the ways that I start my day and yeah. and certain mindset work and affirmation work. And But I have to work on it. Right. Like, like the human body. You know, it'd be nice, sure, if I worked out once a month and that workout (laughs) carried me for the whole month to be healthy and vivacious and in shape. But my mindset has to be nourished every day. Every day. The spiritual rent is due every Every day, day. my friend. You know this. Oh, yeah, for sure. So he is one of my heroes because overall, you know, when you think about humans, all of us have been through stuff. Can we overcome? And we can. But all change begins in the mind. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. One of my early mentors. So I, you know, I worked for Franklin Covey for years as part of my background. Okay. And great Stephen Covey's work, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I loved in that experience, he talked about and learning from his him and his work is he would say this. He would say, all things are created twice. First, mentally or spiritually. Oh, okay. And second, physically. But there's always two creations. I've never built a home from the ground up, right? But I've done remodel projects or I've produced products and programs, events. Anytime you're in creation mode, it's always begins in the mind. So there's always first a mental or spiritual creation, the inner work, right. to create a manifestation of the outside. So I do a lot of inner work to help me have a very thriving outside life yeah but i have to do the inner work regularly and i just think the the beauty of that i want all of you listening to think about what do you want to create in your life in your life in your relationships in your wellness in your body in your business in your income you name it is start mentally thinking about seeing rehearsing what we might call visualization but that you choose to nourish your mind like you would nourish the body We all understand nourishing the body, right? Everyone listening goes, oh, yeah, I know if I eat healthier and exercise and sleep well, I'm going to be doing better physically. But your mind is such a big part of your health. I think it's foundationally, it's the key, right? Absolutely. No, that's very well said. And, you know, I... I just, I just want to keep listening to you, but I want to I want to just go back a little bit. I want to get yeah. people have people get to know you a little sure, bit. Sure, I'd love it. But one of the things you also I know you're really passionate about how you you believe we're created for greatness, mm. and I love that because mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. And I think a lot of times we we play small, just thinking that I, I don't deserve that. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're gonna get to that. Because I really want to, I want to find out how you got to this type of mindset. And obviously you've put in the work and you're working hard and I love that too. 
But tell us a little bit about where, like, you know, where you grew up and, mm-hmm. and a little bit about mm-hmm. your family life. Yeah, I grew up here in Salt Lake City, Utah, in Cottonwood Heights. Actually, where we're recording today, we're oh. real close to where I grew up much of my life really? as okay. a youth. And um, the funny thing is, I grew up here in Utah, and I really thought I was going to be a traditional school teacher mm-hmm. initially. I mean, I had certain dreams, Todd. Like when I ask, I love to ask people, like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And when yeah. I wanted to grow up as a child, like when I was nine or ten years old, I mean, I loved dance and I loved. Um, you know, I thought I might be a veterinarian. I also definitely thought school teacher, but <laughs> right. I also loved the idea of maybe being a waitress. Okay, really? <laughs> and I love to share that. And literally, me and my g- yeah. girlfriend, we would make little mock-up <laughs> menus and like draw food on paper. <laughs> I was fascinated with like being a waitress. Yeah. And I've learned that part of that was because I grew up with a single mama and a single mom in the 80s, right? All respect to single parents anywhere, single For dads, sure, single yeah. moms. Yeah. Because that is a, wow, quite a mission to be on. Yeah. And my mama was an, is an amazing woman. My, my biggest Shiro of all time is her. She is love in, in the human form. I swear. Like she is just love through and through. Wow. But for us growing up as a single mom, I wore mostly grew up in hand-me-down clothes. And mm-hmm. she had a friend that would donate bags of garbage bags full of clothing. And um, I didn't know we were really kind of, I mean, poor is always subjective, right? Because right. there's poor in India living off a street. Sure. And there's poor in Salt Lake City, Utah, but we didn't have a lot. I didn't know that because I didn't have anything to compare it against. Yeah. Had a lot of love in my home. But for us, going out to eat was a really big treat. Really big treat and a very rare thing. Okay. So that's where I think that sometimes the idea that I want to be a waitress. That makes sense. Because yeah. this woman, <laughs> usually, right, a server, but yeah. typically a waitress yeah. would bring food to you. And you'd order this beautiful food. And so <laughs> I always thought, but ultimately I started to settle on a s- education. And I, I was okay. going to be, a, in my opinion and in my studies, I was going to be a traditional educator. And I worked here in Utah in three classrooms over two years as an aide to the teacher in special needs elementary ed classrooms. Always had a soft spot for kids with disabilities and yeah. challenges. And I thought that was going to be my life path, that I'd be a, tradi- a traditional teacher. Yeah. And, and then I truthfully thought I would get married and be a stay-at-home mom and have three babies. I always felt like there was three and that I'd sew Halloween costumes. (laughs) And that was what I thought my life would look like. (laughs) Now I've since, I have been married. I'm not married now and I don't have kids. None that I know of at least. Right. Right. Um, that I love to throw out there. That (laughs) joke, you know, everyone's like, what? Yeah. Sometimes in, cause I'm single and dating. Right. And sometimes gentlemen will ask me that, like, as you're getting to know them, do you have any kids? I'm like, well, none that I know of. And they always are a little taken (laughs) back by that question. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It's a good icebreaker. Yeah. You know, you got to loosen it up just a little, but, um, I did have a golden retriever for many, many years and Mm -hmm. I would put him in costumes and Halloween costumes (laughs) and he's a love he's since passed on, but he's nearby. I just, uh, the point being is life is going to look different for all of us than the way we planned it. Sure. You are in a very different path than what you probably thought as a kid. But here's the thing is that the same heartbeat that I had for wanting to help children overcome disabilities and improve with their challenges is the same heartbeat that runs my work today. Okay. So even though I thought I'd be in a traditional classroom, I'm now on different stages or at retreats or my own podcast or on social media, Instagram, whatnot, where I'm sharing messages often around the intention is to help people be their best selves, be happy and healthy, not perfect, but in the journey of more intentional living, as I like to call it, that you're more conscious about it. And 
intentional, but it's fascinating is the same heartbeat that I had that I wanted yeah. to be a teacher in a classroom. I'm still a teacher. It's just manifested itself in a different form. Gotcha. So yeah. talk a little bit about that intentional living. Um, yeah. Get a little more specific on that because I think people hear that and, and you hear it around a lot and they might not know exactly what that is or what that would even look like. Yeah. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, intention is one of my favorite words. Intention is just simply where you're more aware, you're more conscious about the choices you're making, mm-hmm. the way you show up at home. Like all of you today when you get home, if you're not there already, or if you're at home, make a conscious choice in this moment to get clarity in your mind to say, how do I want to show up with my family, with my friendships at the office? When I come home or when I get there, wherever you're going is you just drop into an intentional like, hey, no matter what's going on at home today, when I get home, I'm going to choose to bring in positive light. I'm going to love on my family, my wife, my husband, my kids. Or if you're, you know, single or wherever your life is at, but how you're going to show up in relationship and similar then with your body, with your energy level, with your home, with your work is intention is just, I think as humans, all of us were creatures of habit. Yeah. I love, there's some work out there, power of habits by Charles Duhay. I've also just Mm. recently, I read that years ago, but recently I've been listening to James Clear's work called Atomic Habits. But we're habitual creatures, right? Right. And according to Power of Habits material, their research they look at that they estimate around 45% of your behaviors every day are not conscious decisions. Mm. Think about it. Almost 50% of your every day is autopilot. Autopilot. You're just running on a hamster wheel. Wow. And some things even more, right? Like the way you might drive to the office today is the same way you came last yesterday, last week the order that you get up and have your coffee or brush Mm -hmm. your teeth or get dressed or do all the things, whatever you might be up to is we're pretty habitual creatures. And so it's thinking about, I want to live more out of intention versus habit and then setting intentional habits though for my health, for my happiness, for my relationships, for my schedule. A lot of times being a self-employed businesswoman, you know, my own little thing I'm doing is if I'm not clear and intentional about my key priorities it's really easy for me to get distracted right i got to work against that all the time from my cell phone distraction to wanting to say yes to all the things that come across my way you know and it's having to make choices about my core priorities but intention or intentional living is just that is realizing you're the master or the creator of your life your Mm. fate so to speak sure and it's saying okay i get to use my power to choose my power of agency to make choices about who I am, how I'm showing up, what I'm creating and what I'm becoming. Wow. I love that. You know, um, it's, you know, very well explained. And I think, I think a lot of us, like you said, I mean, I, I as you're saying this, I'm thinking of all the things I do automatically without right. you know, driving to work, the way mm-hmm. I get up, the way I do this and yeah. that kind of thing. And so I would imagine when you, when you start living intentionally, you're, you're breaking this mold that maybe might even be difficult and which may, yeah. may cause you to draw back a little bit. Yep. You know, do you find that sometimes mm-hmm. when you're doing that? Yeah. And I, again, it's a practice and, and I just want to give us all permission because you mentioned the perfectionism in there mm-hmm. and perfectionism is just dressed up fear and it's fear or it's oh, the behavior, that. right? Elizabeth Gilbert says something like that where she says, she's the author of Eat, Pray, Love, where she said, you know, fear is just 
is or perfectionism is fear and hot couture. So in other words, it's fear <laughs> with a nice handbag, you know, Gucci <laughs> handbag kind of thing. I love that. But you know, perfectionism, a lot of times we think, oh, I got to get this perfect. Friends, mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. And I know Todd's not perfect. And I just say that, that hopefully it's liberating, that it isn't about perfection, but it, it is about commitment, commitment. or intention yeah. to saying, I don't get, I don't get it right all the time. I'm not positive 24 seven. I'm not loving and compassionate 24 seven. I practice those things, but that's the difference is moving from perfectionism, like, you know, progress over perfect that I'm a progressionary human. And so are you. And so is everyone listening. Any moment we choose to improve or change our life, we can every moment. Like right now, if you're listening to this and you're sitting on the couch, maybe put your tennis shoes on and listen to the rest of this podcast out on a walk. And go move that little body of yours, you know, and choose to get in motion or choose a new decision. Or if you're saying again, like, hey, I'm kind of frustrated in my marriage right now or a relationship or with my boss or work is right now. Take a deep breath and just be like, oh, my gosh, I woke up today matched with what are three things you love about your life or your marriage or your job right now. And even if you're saying, hey, I don't maybe I'm not in my dream job right now, but. I'm grateful to have a roof over my head. Yeah. I'm grateful to have a job. I'm grateful I can see or walk or use my hands that I can sure. have an, an income that I can take care of my kids or yeah. I'm grateful for this in my spouse or whatnot. You know, there's so many ways we can apply this. I'm not asking anyone to be perfect and nor am I, but it is about the committed path yeah. and the committed path that says I'm a conscious creator of my life. Wow, I love that. And when you turn some of these lights on, sometimes, like a friend and I were talking about this yesterday, sometimes when you become aware about some of this stuff, like I didn't become aware about a lot of these principles that started in my early, mid-20s. Like, hello, sometimes I wish I didn't know, but I was living more unconscious (laughs) and more reactive. Right. Right? And again, when I worked for Covey's beautiful work, you learn about being proactive versus reactive. Proactive is another word for intention, where mm-hmm. you're a proactive creator about your schedule, about yeah, your time, sure. about your relationships, versus living in reactivity. But the power of habits, what I love about this is some of you just have a habit that you've, it's not even true, but you have a habit of believing you're not enough. This is something I'm up against myself regularly, where I'm like, oh, I'm not you know, attractive enough or thin enough or fit enough or, you know, smart enough or spiritual enough, or you might say I'm not a good enough mom or good enough dad or, you know, various things is every human at some level is dealing against the not enoughness. Right. Not everyone knows that, but everyone is. Right. Right. And I coach mostly six and seven figure business professionals. Yeah. And you'd think according to Instagram or social (laughs) media that their life's perfect. You know, you see them with their jet or their nice car and and so forth. But everyone, whether they have a lot or a little or wherever that shakes out is we're all in progress. But I want us just to be conscious of the habits. Like you might have a habit of negative self-talk. Yeah. You might have a habit of, Hey, you know, I do X, Y, or Z with drugs or with food or with this. And just realizing that, as you know, my friend, cause you've lived yes. it yeah. is changing the power of your mind, your beliefs, with a lot of grace. Yes. Right? We're all absolutely. held by grace. Oh, absolutely. No matter what you believe religious-wise, sure. this grace is not a religious conversation. It can be. But just the natural law is like we're held by grace. Right. In a lot of ways. Wow, I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. So you, I mean, you know, obviously listening to you so far and, you know, the listeners are hearing your mindset even already, they're probably going, wow. Um, 
growing up? I mean, were you like this as a young kid? No. I mean, what were you like <laughs> no. when you were younger? Were you were you like this Miss Positive, you know, no. let's go get them attitude or? Um, <laughs> you know, to be truthful and transparent, let me just ask my intuition of how much I can share because some of this is dropping me into sacred turf. Sure, um, yeah, whatever you're comfortable with. You know, I, I, um, as a, as a young kid, I did have a lot of just vibrancy. And I've always been wired, and I would just say it's God-given. You know, we all have certain things. Sure. Some people can sing really well. Some people can, you know, I that's not my thing. <laughs> um, I like to sing, but not publicly or things right. like that. Yeah, but I, I have always had an inclusive heart. So I've okay. always been a gatherer of humans, okay. right? And putting yeah. humans together and connecting. But I've always been an inclusive personality. I love that. And so I've always had this bright little, and I am a natural redhead, so I've always had this huge bright red <laughs> hair, which took me many years to grow into, by the way. Growing up really? here in Utah, oh, I did not care for it at all. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I went through some things as a young girl where, you know, I went through some tough stuff, you know. Yeah. And I think that there was some some wounds there, and and thank okay. God, literally, because some of those wounds could have put me in some really dark places, sure, and down Absolutely. some really atrocious paths. Yeah, and thankfully, great people in my life, and and different things, and so forth. But yeah, I mean, I've I've lived some some real life, and some of that started even as a young young okay. girl, and um, so no, but I think it's something that. You know, and then as I mentioned, you know, again, when I grew up here in Utah, and Utah has changed a lot for sure over the last few decades. Yeah. But when I grew up here, it wasn't exactly known as for diversity, right? right like for that sure. was not Utah's selling point. Right. <laughs> the skiing and the mountains were its selling point. Right. Still is. But, yeah. you know, I grew up here as this little redhead, this tiny little stick figure. I mean, I didn't even break 100 pounds till my senior year in high school. <laughs> now, some of you listening just judge me and you're like, tough problem, broad, right? Yeah, like, right, yeah. <laughs> but we all have the thing. But I'm this tiny little stick and because I am a natural redhead, I am so fair. Or some people polite will be like, oh, you have porcelain skin. Let's right. just be honest. I glow in the dark white, right? <laughs> like if I'm hot tubbing with friends, no need for the light on. Tiff's right. here. Tiff's you here. know, <laughs> Tiff the glow worm. This tiny little stickly yeah. white body and this red hair. And to make matters worse, my red hair was permed. Do you know what a perm is, Todd? Oh, yes. Yeah. I actually had a perm you my sophomore year. You had a perm, too? Year. Yes. Perms it, unite. Perms unite. <laughs> and I had a mullet. Oh, to top it a off. A mullet perm. So you had a mullet perm. I yes. had huge bangs and a perm. <laughs> so I had this red hair, and it looked like a red afro. Oh, wow. And even though the woman I've become now, I could own that. Sure. Uh, I sure couldn't then. Right. And so to give you all listening a visual <laughs> image is I look like a red velvet cake pop. <laughs> You know, this big yes, red I, hair right. with his tiny stick white body. That's hilarious. And um, yeah. I had no self-confidence. Mm. And here's the thing. I call that my eighth grade self. Okay. And some of you may have loved junior high. Most people, junior high was a challenge for yeah, them. It's like a minefield, I think. Yeah, it's like, oh boy. Yeah. And there was some challenges at home and things like that. Um, my mom was newly married in the blending of a step family at the time. And oh my gosh, that was an interesting season. The point is that... I think it's really important to distinguish something about this self-love, self-worth, though, and self-confidence yeah. conversation or positivity. Is I believe your self-worth is eternal. Mm. No matter what you're doing, you don't mm. perform for it. You don't hustle it. You're worthy just because you exist. Just because you're here. Right? Yeah. Like you are a son of the Most High. Mm. Every one of you is listening is a son or daughter of God. Now, some of you might not use the language God. You might say 
you know, universe. But whether you believe in Jesus or Buddha or the universe, or you believe in none of it, there is like a power. The fact you're incarnated is you have this peaceful, powerful, incredible light about you and you're already worthy. What ebbs and flows and changes all the time is your self-confidence. So to distinguish between the two, your worth is always intact. You can't perform for it, right? Like no matter how hard you hustle or even if you've made some poor choices and you're like, hey, I've got a background with drugs or I slept with all these people or I had a bankruptcy or all the things, you're still worthy. But your self-confidence and sense of self ebbs and flows all the time. And And so like as an eighth grade girl, I had no self-confidence. None. And today, the woman I've become, there's a lot of times I am confident. But sometimes my eighth grade self, she still shows up Yeah. where I feel highly insecure about how does my hair look? Am I wearing yeah. the right thing? Do yeah. I fit in? Am I included? Yeah. Am I liked? Am I loved? Am I okay? You know, and you're regularly, we're, we're working through that. Sure. The difference if I'd say for my own work and journey, the last, especially five years, um, I wish it had been longer, but it is what it is, is that rather than judging her and shaming her, I've come to love her. Mm. I like, that's and amazing. so we all have that side of us that we judge or that we get after. I call it the judge voice in my brain. Right. I mean, I have evolved a lot as a human where, you know, growing up and then into my 20s, which a lot of it was just out of trying to control. And when you've been through certain traumas in your life, you can develop those types of behaviors, controlling behaviors. And I was very much what you might call a a red or a type a personality that shifted a whole lot which you're like i don't know if i see that now right yeah you know but i had a lot of this like and a lot of it was you know live by the book right wrong good bad yeah and i was always in the hustle of my perfectionism yeah and while i still believe in greatness and pursuing greatness there's a lot more and there's still a lot more room i still feel like in some ways i'm just scratching the surface yeah but a lot more room to grow that rather to be loving to yourself and to choose that and to be kinder to yourself. Yeah. Guilt and shame and judging of yourself. There's a quote by Wayne Dyer who's had a lot of influence in my spiritual and my personal life. Yeah. And just my path. Yeah, I love amazing. him, right? And um, I just listened to a lot of his stuff in the last week recently. But mm-hmm. one quote he would say is he would say this. He would say, you don't remedy anything by condemning it. Condemnation mm. keeps you stuck. So when we're in the energy of judging ourselves or others, yeah. imagine you just put cement on that emotion. You're oh. just sticking yourself right in it. It's right. not freedom. Sure. You're saying I'm stuck in feeling anger, contention, negativity, shame and guilt about myself. Yeah. Versus love, kindness, compassion. All of you would do it would serve all of us if we could give ourselves a little more of a break. Yeah. And a little more love, a little more grace for ourselves and others is that all of us as humans, every human you know, they're just trying to do the best they know how to do with what yeah, they've got. Doing our best. Mm-hmm. Boy, I love this, man. This is so good. You mentioned, you know, your mom is one of your sheroes and yeah. and you, you you described her as she's just love. Did Is that, obviously that had to have been really mm-hmm. helpful growing up mm-hmm. with her, with you know, coming mm-hmm. across that way towards you and every mm-hmm. watching her interact with other people. Yeah. But like most humans, I didn't realize how amazing my mom was until I until was a later. grown up. Yeah. You know, and I'm still growing up, but I think I mean, we all do that. You know you what know? I'm saying? Like, yeah. I didn't realize how good I had it mm-hmm. until later. And truth telling, this might make me a little emotional. But, you know, I used to judge her a lot. 
And I wanted her in some ways to be different than who she was. I wanted her to be more of this or more of that or this thing and that thing. My mom is very much an artist and a creative and, and certain things. And, um, I didn't realize until I was older, just how good I had it, Todd. Uh, and thankfully she's still with me today and yeah. we have a beautiful oh, relationship great. and yeah. see her many times a week and, and we're the best of friends and we've healed all of that. But you know, when I was growing up, probably like most of us, we took our parents for granted a little bit, but I didn't realize until I got older, like I don't have any memory ever of my mom criticizing me. Wow. That's amazing. Like never being like, yeah. Oh, are you going to wear that? Change your hair. Do this, do that, do this, do that. <laughs> you, now you, I was more that you going to walk out with that perm. Yeah. Hey, that perm, <laughs> where are you going with that thing? Right. But you know, if anything, I was at times in judgment of her, like, Hey, okay. maybe you should be more of this and be more mm -hmm. of that. And, right. and, um, you know, so I've learned a whole lot, but she's an amazing woman and has taught me so much about true, true love. I was raised in a home and She's just the kindest soul and like mm -hmm. was always. And so to me, one of the gifts of that motherhood of hers to me mm -hmm. is I'm friends with people of all walks of life. Yeah, I was not raised by a mother that said you can only play with that child or this kid or sure. that person. Yeah. I was raised by someone who taught me to embrace all cultures, all kinds of people, of all walks of life, Boy, you know, amazing. and just to love. Yeah. And so I've always been able to connect with anyone, whether they're lesbian or homosexual, whether they're mm -hmm. religious, not religious. Sure all things, you know, you, I am discerning about vibration, about who's, I believe in loving and being kind to everyone, but who's in my close inner circle are all humans that are in a great vibration. Right. They're loving, they're kind. Most of my closest friends either run a nonprofit or they serve on them or they're just, you know, they're humans that care about humans mm -hmm. and they care about the planet. Yeah. And so people that are into personal growth, into health, into happiness, into contribution are my kind of people. So like when you reached out to me about being on your show and I caught a quick glimpse of who you were and what you were about, I was like, absolutely happy to do it wow. because you also are using your life and your time and your gifts to make a positive impact in the yeah. lives of others. You're helping people heal. You're helping them fill up and support and like heal the wounds that they have yeah. and we're all wounded yeah and knowing that like i'm wounded you're wounded but it's then it's choosing to say but we're not broken yeah i think that's a difference big difference is i've had wounds yeah. but i'm not broken every one of you listening you've had wounds but you're not broken and then how you choose to handle the wounds right like whether it was dad didn't show up for you or mom didn't or or a coach in school said you don't have the the grit or the talent or a right. school counselor or your high school sweetheart broke up with you and you know broke your heart or whatever or you have whatever things you know we all have the things it's just the different ways we choose to handle them yeah right and so there's certainly more healthier habits and less healthier habits but just knowing that you know we can make those choices and those changes and and choosing into that for yourself as well as again who you choose to spend time with and hang out with yeah my kind of people are they're not it's not about perfect but my kind of people are choosing into saying i'm going to be a, a better human for myself and i'm going to be a better human for my family and a better mm -hmm. human for my planet yeah and i'm going to give a damn about those things sure and i'm going to be invested in them wow yeah i love that uh, tell me about the emotion you were feeling when we were just chatting i could see it well up would you be willing to share from your heart like yeah absolutely was? no it's well, this is not about me but thanks for pointing that out i you know i got emotional because 
for you to reach, for you to see what I'm doing, and you felt the vibration, because you know, you know, I, I'm doing these things, and I and I know I'm on my vibration's good because I want to make a difference. But for you to just catch that just made me feel good. To be totally good. honest, I just was like, wow, she. She noticed it, felt it, and said, yeah, I want to be a part of this, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I know I reached out to you. We don't know each other. Mm-hmm. And for you to, to well, we feel. we do now. We do now, for <laughs> sure. But for you to yeah. feel that, it just really touched my heart. So yeah. thank you for sharing that. And, and mm-hmm. I'm grateful that, that you said yes to this uh, invitation. Yeah. Well, so. and again, thank you for being the kind of human that's choose, chosen to take your life and your experiences and some of those big challenges and make good of them. And like... You know, I think there's an alchemy for all of us. There's a quote by Napoleon Hill where he says, within every adversity is a seed of equal or greater opportunity. And we all face adversity Mm -hmm. at different ways and seasons of life. And I love the language seed because it indicates I got to water it and nourish it. Got to take care of it. But the potential is there that within every adversity is a seed. And whether that adversity is something, if there's any shame or guilt Mm -hmm. around, I chose this or I made the choices, I did the drugs, or I did the debt, or I did the thing, is even that thing, whether you chose it or it happened to you, right? you can choose to take it and say, I'm going to choose into doing good with this in my life. Yeah. You know, I went through some things as a, as a child and teen years and growing up where, again, I didn't have great self-confidence, struggled with some anxiety and depression. You know, I, I um, really struggled with self-worth which is why I'm so freaking passionate about it now Yeah. of humans of all ages. Cause we're still just kids, but with longer legs. Some of us <laughs> didn't get much longer legs. You got long legs. I got really I didn't long get legs. long legs, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I wear heels quite a bit. Sure. But the reality is, is that we're still these kiddos and to take better care of that is yeah. that's why I'm, why partly I'm so passionate about it. And there's this quote that says we teach most what we need to learn. Yep. Amen. So the reason yeah. why I'm so passionate about it, and teaching it often is it's the work I've done and doing, Yeah, you know? And I think one of the things people, if they don't know me well and they just follow my Instagram, see my website, see my YouTube, it's really easy to make an assumption like, oh, she's really confident. And that is part of who I am. Right. But part of who I also am, I don't, it's not one costume, so to speak. I'm also a tender heart who's been yeah. through a lot. And yeah. part of how, why my work has done so well and while my platform has grown so much mm-hmm. is because I bring the heartbeat of realness and authenticity yes, to it. for sure. And it's like, I'm just like anybody else. I've just learned some tools and I want more people to have the tools where they can realize I can heal this. Yeah. I can have happiness and joy. I can change my, even if my family pattern was to be broke and stuck financially, I'm healing that. Yeah. Or I've come from a family of addiction or, you know, my parent, disown me or whatever the stuff is it's Mm -hmm. like no you also whatever you've been through or going through you can choose to change and and it's a work in progress but happiness does exist for you yeah and thrive and prosperity exists for you yeah yeah well i love what you said about authenticity when i when i was you know researching you and stuff you 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 did a post and you were doing a speaking event and i apologize i can't remember which one it was but you mentioned about, but you were talking about butterflies. Mm-hmm. Like you get these butterflies and you're <laughs> like, it's interesting butterflies. And you kind of mm-hmm. go into, you know, how you kind of change your perception of what that means. And like, mm-hmm. this is, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you said what that, what that means when you kind of feel that nervousness or whatever, you're on the cusp 
of doing something amazing. Yeah. And I love that. It's right. like, and for us to go to that mindset, like, okay, this mm-hmm. is just the, this is, you know, opening up a door for something amazing. Yeah. Fear is a funny thing because, and again, there's a t- different kinds of fear. There's primal fear that like, if, hey, I'm in the Amazon jungle and all of a sudden tigers on my path, it's right. wise and natural to have fear. Right. Um, and also there's the gift of intuition where your intuition, which is different than fear. It sometimes can give you a warning or you'll just have an impression like that mm-hmm. person or that scenario, that's a no, right? Um, but when I'm talking about fear, where fear has gotten a lot of us stuck or tangled is fear is imagined a lot of times, right? And, right. and it creates a reaction in the body. And when we feel fear, the most common response to fear and again, we're not talking about survival fear, but most fear is about growth. Mm. Think about it. Yeah. Fear for me is only on the scene. And again, I'm not talking about danger. Right. Fear is on the scene with me when I'm stepping into growth or I'm stepping mm. into some degree of Jeez, vulnerability. I love, I love that. And so when you can have a different mindset about it is rather than because when we feel fear, the natural reptilian brain says fight or flight. Yeah. For almost all of us, fear says, ooh, I'm going to withdraw. I'm going to retreat. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to hide. I'm going to wait till this is more comfortable. So a lot of us at times then we get stuck in a pattern of getting ready to get ready to get ready to get ready. Right. right? Till we're going to feel more comfortable, fully confident. Then we'll put ourselves out there rather than understanding like, hey, um, fear to me now usually means I'm on the cusp of a breakthrough, some kind of growth. And I mentioned in that post is even though I've been, I've been self-employed now 10 years, I've been doing my own little business for 10 years. Yeah. I wanted to get into that. Yeah. (laughs) But the reality is, is even though I've spoken on lots of stages and things, and again, there's varying degrees of the butterflies. I mean, there's times, a handful of times I've had a full on, like I'm an anxiety attack mode. Right. But most often I'll just get the fears, the nerves, the butterflies. Um, I think it's important to know that. But often it just means I'm on the cusp of we're going to share, we're going to go for it. I'm doing mm-hmm. something that matters. Yeah. I've just learned to have a different mindset. And I, if that supports any of you listening, is to see that fear is often confirmation, right? If you're like, oh, I'm going to click publish. I'm going to start right. this business. I'm going to write <laughs> this book. I'm going to get on a stage. I'm going to ask that person on a date. I'm going to do something that stretches me outside my comfort zone. But usually fear is only showing up when there's good things happening, right? good and growth. And wow, I love that. seeing it from a place of, ooh, I'm going to stretch or I'm going to get vulnerable. But all of that leads to a good thing, right? Like if you ever had the experience, I know you have as a human, but I just want to frame this. Yeah, sure. Where you know that there's a really important conversation you need to have with someone, mm-hmm. whether it's your significant other or something, and you might have some nerves about it, yeah, right? Or before you tell that person you're like falling for, that you're right. like, hey, I'm yeah. falling for you. Right. Like, oh you know, boy. those big words yeah. and that big conversation yeah. um, that it usually, though, you know, having those kinds of conversations, they lead to to more love and light and more freedom. For sure. Right. But they can yeah. feel for sure because we're like, ooh, this is growth mode. This is like ownership mode. So I just think it's it's a good thing. One of a resource on that, if especially those of you listening find yourself stuck in the patterns of fear or a lot of anxiety about things is I love the book by Susan Jeffers called feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm. And we hear that title or we hear that phrase or that meme, but it's actually a great book. And she talks about that underneath most fear for all of us is 
when you uncover the fear, because most fears are smoke and you get to the fire. Yeah. A lot of the core fear is what if I can't handle it? Mm. Right? Like, yeah. ooh, I'm nervous to get on an airplane or I'm nervous to get on a stage or I'm nervous to yeah. write this book or put myself out there. And a lot of times, like for instance, you know, with our work or with dating or things, we're afraid, ooh, if I put myself out there, what if I'm rejected? Well, you'll live through it. Yeah. I'd wow. rather know and live <clears throat> into, right? It doesn't mean I love the discomforting feelings of fear, but I've just learned to have a different mindset. Yeah. And it usually means I'm on the cusp of growth, goodness, vulnerability, but either any of those things are going to lead me to a next level, more yeah. depth, right? Like after I've had, like even this week, there was someone where I felt a little bit of uh, vulnerability with, mm-hmm. and I shared that with him, even though I was nervous to share it. Right. And it only like brought our friendship closer. Yeah. Because I was willing to be vulnerable. Be vulnerable. I'll be candid. Can I share something really Please, like personal? No. Absolutely. If you're okay, yeah. So I got divorced about almost, it'll be six years later this year. It's a little over five years ago. Okay. And when I got divorced, I remember looking and asking myself, you know, what was my part? What did I need to learn? Yeah. And I love that question of any adversity or anything you're in or any pattern that's up. It's like, what's this here to teach me? What am I to learn about this? And because, you know, it's always so easy. I'm, I'm dating at this point in my life. And, mm-hmm. you know, the easiest thing to share is like, well, here's and I'm often as dating people who've also been married. Not always, but a lot of times that's the case. Yeah. And of course, the easiest story to tell you is like all the things the other person did. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. And there's sometimes I have huge empathy for that. Like sometimes people sure. have truly been through some crazy things and some really tough things. But I think really the opportunity is looking at like, what about my part to that? Yeah. What about my habits, patterns? What were some of my things? And one of the things that I got really clear about is that I wish or that I realized I get to do different moving forward is, and the decision I made I knew it was right for me to get divorced and I I have confidence in that and we're on very peaceful terms. You know, there was a lot of love there and then a lot of not of just choices and things between both of us. But I really felt like and made a decision like I'm going to choose to be a more vulnerable human in my relationships and in my work moving forward is that I wasn't as vulnerable in that marriage to be honest with you. Okay. Or I'd wait for him to get vulnerable or to him to open up. And then I'd follow him there into the vulnerability. Right. But my willingness as who I am to be vulnerable. And mm. so practicing. So in this friendship earlier this week, I felt a moment of, I felt some vulnerability. Yeah. And <laughs> then I shared it okay. and I stepped into it. I was feeling some <clears throat> discomfort and shared it rather than hide it, rather than mask it, rather than, oh, I'm cool. I'm good. Whatever. Yeah. You know, all's fine, you know, is I just dropped into and said, you know, I'm feeling a little vulnerable and shared it. And so I'm practicing, right? Yeah. That it's like, hey, so even though I'm not perfect, I'm better in relationships because of that divorce. So again, that's how you sometimes the seed of that adversity. It was hard getting divorced. It broke my heart. It was terrible, right? And there's so much good growth that's come from it. Every adversity can teach you things if we allow it. So even though I'm not perfect at relationships, my communication skills are better. I'm more likely to to take ownership or to share or to be vulnerable, even though it still requires me to practice the discomfort of it. So any kind of fear, discomfort, 
often, again, we want to hide it versus open it, share it, be in it, be in it, walk through it, walk through your fear. Okay. You're afraid. Take that fear by the hand, get on the stage anyway. Yeah. I mean, I literally, I remember once speaking at this large conference in Washington, DC and I'd flown in the night before and part Uh of it, I had had a lot going on. I'd been in Nashville the day before and speaking at an event, literally walked off that stage and got driven to the airport and flew in to speak in DC. And, and, uh, I was having a little bit of anxiety coming up and by a little bit, let's just say a lot. Like this is one of those moments where (laughs) one of those moments you're going, and part of it, I was tired. Part of it, there'd been some stress with a family member who'd had some health issues earlier in that week. And so I just had a lot on my mind and anyways, but I remember in my hotel room, like, I do not want to do this today. And I had to self-talk myself through it. I was yeah. like, all right, sweetheart, put your dress on. We're going to get dressed. We're going to do We're this. We're going to get on the stage. <laughs> and I was like, eh, I, I feel so it. anxious. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, you know, if you throw up or you pass out, you'll live through it. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have a great story to tell. Great story. You yeah. know, <laughs> but I literally was like, I had yeah. to self-talk myself like a, an upset four-year-old Yeah. and just say, all right, honey, we're going to do this anyway. And so yeah. I think having some self-soothing habits is really good for us yeah. too. Yeah. I love yeah. that. You know, I can relate with that. I had a, I was doing a, I had a speaking event at a high school and I have to do back-to-back assemblies. Mm. And I was kind of in that same boat. I really honestly thought I was on the verge of a panic attack. Yeah. And I was you like, thought I'm going to lose it. And I'm going to lose it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm back behind stage mm-hmm. pacing back and forth going, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to do this. It ended up being the best two speaking events I've ever done. I got it. Yeah. And I say this not to brag, but I got a standing ovation. Mm. I don't n- n- normally at get that school? at all at a high school. That's a amazing. It, it was crazy. And it was weird because what you're saying, I'm going afterwards. I'm like, yeah, wow. And and really, what was the what was the fear about? And I'm like, it was really unwarranted. It wasn't really. It was something again. I was imagining in my head. But so I can relate with what you're saying. So true. Yeah. Because see, again, fear can indicate growth, not yeah. the aspect that fear means something else. Instead of that for ourselves, we go. You know what? Fear for me, it's just now it has a different awareness for me, yeah. where it's like, okay. I'm on the cusp of growing yeah. or on the cusp of something that matters to me. Yeah. You wouldn't be afraid of it if it didn't matter to you. Right. Right. Yeah. And absolutely. some of that too, especially like very specific when you're speaking, which is like also for many of us fears, because some of you are like, you're, that's not your thing. But a lot of times that's the fear of rejection. It's like, Ooh, am I going to get this right? Are those yeah. kids going to like me? Am I going to connect? Absolutely. Is it going to be crickets in that audience? Yeah. You know, am I going <laughs> to have this experience? And so it's yeah. more so about the fear of rejection. One of the things that helps me with my fear, if we want to talk about that yeah, for please. just a moment, yeah, please. but is to get rooted in purpose and rooted in service. Mm, and okay. it, when I make it about, I'm talking about my work life specifically, when I make it about service, like I can show up to serve, I can show up and add value. And it's about them, those kids, that audience, that corporate team, that whatever thing, that women's retreat is, I make it about showing up to serve them. Mm. And that helps nullify a lot of the nerves because I'm focused on them versus myself. When my fear is really high, who am I focused on typically? Myself. Like, how do I look? How do I sound? Am I going to impress these people? Are they going to like me? Is this going to go well? Versus come back to being wow. rooted in purpose and I service, that. right? That yeah. really helps. Wow. And then there's other tools too. I'm a fan of EFT, tapping, 
mm-hmm. is good. There's a few essential oils I like. I take yeah. magnesium regularly, which is a great natural support for your body. Yeah. It's a mineral. A lot of times when people, if you're dealing with anxiety a lot, I'm not a doctor to be clear, but I've researched this for myself and clients is when you study, like if you get on Pinterest and research natural remedies for anxiety, you'll see magnesium pop up quite a bit. Mm, interesting. Right? So I know that's a different direction than what we're talking no, about. No, you're good. <laughs> but I work on the mindset. I work on the things. It's just having things in your toolbox that can help support you Sure. when your stress level is heightened. Gotcha. Yeah. Because the important thing is that you honor your heart. And if the fear is up, you know, and rather than retreating and saying, no, my heart's saying move forward. Ask your heart. Your heart will tell you. Yeah. You want to, I want to move forward. I want to move and start my own business. I want to, Go back to school. I want to get out of this relationship. I want to get in this relationship. I want this thing or that thing. It's like listening to your heart, your true center. But you will have fear when you're on the cusp of growth. It's part of the change process, you know? Yeah. And so knowing you're like, okay, I'm going to walk through the fear rather than have it sabotage me. Right. Wow, this is beautiful. Thank you for sharing all this. Mm. This is amazing. It's been so fun. Let's keep going, you know. <laughs> you know, you, we talked before we got on air here that you, you're cel- celebrating 10 years of mm-hmm. starting your own business. Yeah. Um, you, it's called the Lighthouse Principles. Is that yes. correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. And, and congratulations, yeah, by the way, for 10 years. You. That's amazing. Yes, it was so fun. So in 2010, January 2010 is when my little company the Lighthouse Principles was incorporated. Okay. I'd left my corporate gig a few months before in the fall of t- 2009. I'd just gotten married at the time and mm-hmm. was dealing with a health issue at the time as well in a new home and all this change, and uh, including my corporate six-figure gig going away. And I mean, I just was in a season where everything was changing, oh, my yeah, friend. All and then it. I yeah. started my little business January of 2010, and what a faith walk and what a personal growth. and. <laughs> yeah opportunity it's been and truly like you know god's hand has been so in my life and so on my business and so while yes of course i've studied and still do social media marketing improving you know hustle and hard work there's also grace and faith on that Mm -hmm. where it's been a big faith walk and and i'm so thankful i love the work i get to do every day i mean it's like being with you here today and and the things i've been able to do in this process in this journey it doesn't mean it's always been easy I mean, anything, it's like the word passion means originally from like passion of the Christ. Passion means the thing you're willing to suffer for. And so there's definitely been times where it's like, you know, in the first year or two, I mean, I was, there was, right. Isn't that so good? So good. Um, The first year or two of my business building, there wasn't like extra clothes and going out and movies. It was very lean and went through my savings account to start my business. And I was newly married at the time and. My husband at the time, there was, um, he was in a new career path too and taking care of some previous financial commitments. And so, you know, it was a big faith walk for me and literally like went through my savings account that first year and, and then some things started to really take root and, and take off. But man, it's been a lot of growth, but I have absolutely loved it. I get to be with all kinds of people and humans and audiences and one-on-one to large groups and and really helping around some core principles around self-care, around mindset, and around mm-hmm. sales. But sales from a principle-based way, right? Right. And that you're in the people business and showing up in relationships with intention. Right. Right? Yeah, and sure. being more question-minded and so forth. But it's been an awesome experience. So yeah, January of this year, so a couple months ago, I hosted a large gathering down at the Sundance Resort and gathered just some of my favorite yeah. humans that have helped champion me on this journey. Yeah, right. 
And but it's so cool. I really love it and, and gratitude for it. And I'm proud of it. I really am. Because again, I didn't know what I was doing, Todd. Like, I just had no clue. <laughs> I should have hired a business coach. Had no clue what I was doing. I did have a sales background, though. So I had the ability to know that the skills and tools and I had learned so much about personal growth. I'd worked for Franklin Covey and then Rich Dad Poured Out and Jack Canfield all in my oh, corporate days. So okay. I helped these really big personal development brands, you know, make millions and millions and millions of dollars in sales for coaching. And so, you know, as I was out there, but, you know, according to Forbes, it's estimated that any small business began at, at ten the 10 year mark, only 30% of them are still in business. Okay. And so, and especially as a woman in business and a woman yeah. growing up in Utah and the culture of that sometimes, right? which there's so much beauty about Utah. And I'm so thankful for myself. I'm a faith-based woman mm-hmm. and the challenges at times, you know, and just the mindset and the awareness of that. But having my own little business has been such a, a walk in my own personal growth. My goodness, have I had to learn and apply a lot. Right. Right. It's a stretch <laughs> me, but yeah. how grateful I am that I get to do work I love that's and I get paid to do work that I love. Yeah. How great is that, right? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Get paid doing what you love doing. Yeah. And, and a lot of times there's plenty of things that I'll do for free. You know, it's like meeting with you today or sure. certain audiences, especially church or charity groups, you know, or I host a lot of awesome free online content podcast youtube channel or these certain gatherings a couple times a year you know there's just all sorts of things that some of it's paid some of it's free but it's come back to me in abundant ways over and over again i love that yeah i love that um so if if people wanted to reach out to you and get to know you better Mm -hmm. and obviously they're going to get to know you really well listening to this but if they wanted to maybe ask you a question or set yeah. you up for a corporate gig or you know listen sure. to your podcast, what's the best way for them to, to find more about you? Yeah, there's a couple of resources or channels. My website is really resource rich and my website's just tiffanyspeaks.com. Mm-hmm. There's even a tab that says free resources. Okay. And there's several things on there. I have a goal setting training. I have a self-care guide, recommended reading list, videos, podcast, you name it. So there's a lot of content you can find at my home website. So tiffanyspeaks.com. I'd say for sure, download the free self-care guide that's there because some of the topics we've talked about today. Nice. I have a pretty robust YouTube channel with a lot of content there from productivity and time management to mindset to self-care to sales. And then my own podcast that launched last year, you can find me on Apple, Spotify, or Stitcher. Just my name, Tiffany Peterson. Tiffany my Pearson. favorite place okay. online that I spend the most time on mm-hmm. is Instagram currently. Okay. I like Instagram the most at the point of this recording. But you can find me on LinkedIn as well. It's a great platform. Or okay. Facebook are the main three platforms in social. But I run all my own social media. So if I message, if you message me in direct message, it is me it'll responding. To, it'll be you. you know, yeah. It is me. There's no <laughs> right. bots and there's no team running that show. I feel confident very passionate about owning my own voice well again i think it goes back to your 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 commitment to being authentic yeah right it's like it's me yeah you know and so forth um so yes there's several ways there's obviously a lot of content on social and but lots and lots of ways that they can get more resources or if you want to reach out to me directly i do have a team that manages my email but they run things back and forth through me too and handle a lot but we've got a lot of great tools and resources there okay beautiful tiffanyspeaks.com um so if someone who's listening to you right now i mean they're 
obviously going to feel inspired and motivated and but they might still like you said you you help people get unstuck Mm -hmm. maybe what's some advice that you could give someone right now who just is really struggling they're just stuck and they're not sure what to do obviously they've heard some great things already with what you've shared is there something maybe specifically Mm -hmm. you could touch on right for us for a minute what i feel prompted to share is the first informal thing or first thing even if it sounds simple is to get moving move your physical body okay right because when you use the language stuck get in motion physically you might still feel stuck mentally or not sure about the job you should do or stay or go or this challenge with your child or this thing or that thing but i find clarity comes when we get in flow when we get moving and so whether literally a commitment i made to myself and i've had to remake it a few times is that i'll get moving at least 15 minutes a day whether i go on a walk or i go to the gym or i go skiing right or get on a trail or do some yoga but you literally move your physical body right is for a few reasons one is again that movement will shift your state right right tony robbins yeah. talks a lot about shifting your yeah, state he does yeah and like you will change your mindset and your emotions and your moods by moving your body like mm-hmm. i always feel better after i move my body yeah sometimes i don't feel a lot better but a lot of times like if i just go on a simple walk and i might still but I do feel a difference. I can notice a shift is happening where you shift your state, you shift your environment, Mm -hmm. but to literally move your body, right? And secondarily, if you're especially getting a sweat on, which is more ideal, but any level of movement is going to be awesome. Right, sure. But if you get a sweat on, you literally change yourself chemically. Yeah. Your endorphins come up, your natural feel goods comes up. And so the feeling of stuck or I feel overwhelmed or I feel unsure you're going to help naturally boost your own sense of self. You're going to bring up your energy. You're going to bring up your feel-good energy. And so I would say for sure, if you're feeling stuck, get moving physically and move that body. You might also, again, back to that self-care guide that will walk you through. You might be saying, oh, I need more rest or I need time. I need to get into my meditation practice or study of Bible or scripture or journaling. Gratitude is another way when we're feeling stuck is... I'm a big fan of gratitude listing and gratitude journaling or okay. even praying prayer like Love, that of just yeah. acknowledging, thank you, God, thank you, universe, for this day, for right. these things. Yeah, You know, there's various ways. So ask yourself, like when you're stuck or you're in a funk, I think for me, moving my body or good self-care, gratitude, another powerful way when you feel stuck is to go serve someone else. Yeah. Right? Because it, A, it shifts your mind off yourself and helps yeah. someone else out. And whether that's your neighbor or it's a homeless shelter, or, you know, it's your sister or a friend, but it's to get in the business of serving someone else. Yeah. Friend, that is like one of the magic sauce things, period, for how for sure. you grow a business, yeah. how you have thriving relationships. Show up and serve them all. Yeah. Show up and serve. And, and then, then the mindset of that, though, as you know, will help you feel better because you, A, you're like, hey, I'm not so focused on me and my right. problems or Absolutely. challenges. Helping someone else out. I feel better doing it. And sometimes for me, clarity or inspiration will come when I'm out helping others. There was a a church, someone in a spiritual capacity that influenced me years ago that talked about, you know, it's like pray, of course, prayer, meditation, however you connect to that. But pray and then get off those knees and go serve other people in essence. Yeah. 
And as you do that, your inspiration will often come, right? Like even yeah. meeting with you today and just showing up with the intention to say, I want to bring value to Todd's space yeah. and to this podcast, whoever's listening, that yeah. is the intention is like, I want this to be a benefit or a blessing. Sure. And then it's like, but me being here with you today has blessed me, mm. right? Everything we give away, we absorb. Think about yeah. that. Yeah. What comes through you, you yeah. absorb. So if I'm giving kindness or intention of service, I'm absorbing that and more kindness comes back to comes me. back. Yeah, I love that. If I'm showing up in more negative, yeah. it works for positive or negative. Yeah. And I'm giving away negative, how do I feel? Yeah. Less. Wow. Right? Is everything again, we, we are vibrational beings living in a vibrational universe. And so when we show up to serve and love, you're going to absorb some of that service and love too. Wow, it's beautiful. So it's a powerful said. way to <laughs> to shift your mood yeah. and mindset. We have to almost give to get. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I love that. So yeah. amazing. I could talk to you all day. I know, dude. I, I like, really this could. This is so good. This is amazing, seriously. And I, I mean, we've already been going over an hour, and I, it Have feels we really? like it's been ten minutes. Wow. Um, I thank you. No, thank you. And I, I, I really love what you're doing. I, I get emotional because I'm inspired over here. Like, mm. I just feel your goodness. And so, mm, thank you. Thank you for, again, being willing to come you know, be vulnerable and then sharing your principles and just a little bit about your life. And I think I know that uh, I, for one, have been in touch and I know the listeners mm-hmm. will be as well. But thank so you. thank you for doing this. Thanks for inviting me into your sacred space. Yeah, absolutely. To speak and share with your tribe and yeah. sending all of you listening a blessing of just love and light and belief Yeah, that life has good things in store for you. Yeah. I know that. Wow. Yep. We, we were created for greatness, Aren't right? We? Yeah. yeah absolutely. And we're also but <laughs> messy in the process sometimes it's of messy, getting there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, life is beautiful and yeah. messy all wrapped into one yeah. experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But thank you for thank having you. me. Thank you. You betcha. Thank you, Tiffany. That was amazing. Well, there you go, listeners. I told you it was gonna be amazing and it was. And uh your intention was it, it came mm. to pass. And uh, you know, so please share this with anyone that you know that might be struggling who needs just a boost or needs to just know that their value is set in stone. It doesn't fluctuate. I loved when you said that, mm-hmm. that uh, we don't have to do anything to earn that. It's just there. Mm-hmm. And it's just our confidence that kind of wavers. But uh, there you go, guys. Thank you so much for believing in me. Please reach out to Tiffany uh, and reach out to her if you have any questions for you know how she lives her life and, and why she's doing so amazing. I'm, I'm sure she'll help you out. Anyways, but she can. And uh, again, until next time, thank you.